Welcome to episode six of the Destiny is All podcast. I am Jason Barnett, and this is the second best mentee that I know, Amy Haywood. <laughs> your first and last name for all of your pet squirrel naming needs, Amy Haywood. Valid. The only person I know who prefers the Chinese subtitles on Netflix over the traditional Chinese subtitles, Amy Haywood. The only person I know who thinks all of the world's problems will simply go away if she just buys another Yorkie, Amy Haywood. We're so sticking with that one. I would like, from now on, for that to be my intro forever and ever. Amen. In fact, now that I'm thinking about this, and you just mentioned Yorkies, I would like to petition that we add a Yorkie to our cover art for the podcast. No. <laughs> in a little no small helmet, dogs. A little small dog in a Viking helmet. I beg of you. It is because of you that we purchased quite possibly the worst dog ever that has been able to walk <laughs> on God's green earth. <laughs> Good riddance to Max. Like that, Max! Dude, that dude was oh, come awful. on. Asher broke its foot. Oh, oh, falling over the gate, and I mean, it cost me five hundred dollars. <laughs> First of all, we could have used that five hundred dollars right now. <laughs> we could have. So that's true. However, don't say that he just broke his foot. I think it broke like all, all of his toes. Tiny bones. This isn't funny. Actually, this is upsetting me. It's not funny because that was right before. So fun story. I'm currently going back to school and this ties in directly with school because I absolutely love where I work. I love the people I work with and I love the people that I work for. Case in point, this dog, Asher broke every single bone in his foot, trying to lean over and pet it. The baby gate fell, landed directly oh, on it. Where did this conversation come from? This was traumatic. Actually, we have a fair amount of traumatic Yorkie stories. This is kind of putting me in a bad mood. But the moral of the story is, is that I have this traumatic experience with this puppy. And I literally bring the dog to work with one of those dog beds and let him lay in the corner until my vet appointment arrives. And my principal was like, you know what? Absolutely. You know why? Because you being here with a dog is a lot better than having a substitute sit in this room. Like who does that? I mean, anyone with a heart or soul, like what did he think you were going to do? Not a lot of places do that. Like, I mean, I truly, I brought in a small furry beast that I despised because it had to go to the vet and then have surgery. I mean, it was like that dog was the worst. I mean, I'm sorry. I hope I don't even know what happened to him, but, but still. that's not why he's the worst. Gosh, you're the worst. That wasn't the why Max, he was the worst, but he was Max the worst. Was a, he's a good little friend and he, he found a good home and it wasn't like a he he's did. going to the farm kind of home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he did actually go to a farm, but he didn't go to the farm. Let's just say. <laughs> He's in a happier place now. How many years ago was that? I mean, Asher was so little, like at least six or seven. 
I, I would say it's closer to seven because my dog. Check in on Max. He's all right. He's around somewhere. Loving oh, life. I'm sure Loving he the is. dream. I'm sure he Loving is. Loving that new leg he got. <laughs> <laughs> that I paid for. Oh, I could have used that sponsorship money right about now. Oh, man. Amy, I mean, it has been so long since we've had a chance to speak. I mean, I'm currently in this back to school thing. I mean, taking up all of my time. It's the worst. It's kind of cramping my style a little bit. What's going on in your world? Why do you ask me that? Because you don't want the answer to that. You don't want, you don't want the real, like, I don't want to sit here and say, well, nothing, Jason, like it's, everything's good and just working and painting (laughs) and selling art. Like, I'm not going to say that. So you don't really want to hear what I have to say. I mean, life is awesome. It's great. Part of me kind of does though, Amy, I have been locked into a classroom. We have to give a little bit of background. Jason is doing the whole remote education thing. So he's in his classroom recording and the timing of all of this is just working so beautifully because now he is so prepared to give epic pre-recorded teachings and intros and he's making it really awesome for his students thanks to Utrid and Leia Fritch. Like that's pretty much who we've talked about so far. And thanks to them, he is well prepared. And Kevin's golf sponsorship money. Yeah, that's that's gone. It's it's totally <laughs> so gone. It's to, it's actually I think we it's negative now. Well, I, my entire life has been spent in the negative. So yeah, it's we okay. have to figure out something. But in the meantime, you keep teaching because we need that. <laughs> I need you. I need you to be able to pay rent and feed your children. In the meantime, that's where we're at right now. And that's looking like a struggle each and every week. Woo! I'm glad to be back. Now I'm excited. I mean, I am too, but I'm trying to figure out what even happened the last time. Like, what did we talk about? Like, was was there any research that I needed to do? Was I supposed to like check out anybody's hair? Oh, uh, was I supposed to make snap judgments about people on their no, appearances? No, there was, not, there was none of that. However, I know you did not do what you were supposed to do. And so I, I went ahead and did it for you. Okay. Did you... I mean, I don't know. Actually, I have no idea if you did this or not. Did you ever talk to Mary about asking her what she was a part of? Like, what was it? That it was a. It was a. I think it was. This is a show. I don't even know what this is. Do you remember this conversation? Yes, I do know. Like, but uh, I haven't even talked to you in like forever. Like, and we're trying to create podcasts. I can't remember what the conversation was about specifically, why we started talking about this. You were talking about Mary and Jeff and like them auditioning for something. Yes, but I don't know how we got on that. Because we watched Marvel movies all summer and everything's filmed in Georgia. That's what it was. We were talking about the filming of all the different things and how there's a lot of filming that happens here. We still haven't figured out where The Lost Kingdom is filmed. Although I think it's like... New Zealand or something. I don't know. Maybe that's Lord of the Rings. Okay. Anyways, I asked her, I sent her a text and I was like, Hey, do you remember? I mean, I certainly, I have not dreamt this. Do you remember when you and Jeff went and auditioned and she immediately responded? She was like, um, of course I do. And it was the vampire diaries. The vampire diaries. Does that ring a bell? I totally remember that. And it is absolutely not the show that you were referring to the last time that we spoke. <laughs> I know exactly what the Vampire Diaries and it is not the show that I was thinking of. That is probably true. But truly, when she responded that, I didn't even know. I'm like, oh yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. 
Like, I, I don't even know what she's talking about. I never watched the show, so I have no idea. But what she did add to it that I thought was hysterical, and I had completely forgotten this, and this was the best part of the whole thing. They get the kids to school, and I don't know how she ever convinced him to do this. He takes off work, and then they go, and they have to be there super early. So maybe somebody else took the kids to school. Because I, I remember I remember it being like, there's a line for people that go to audition for this kind of stuff, like to be an extra. So you have to be there early. I don't know how they even knew anything about all this stuff. But anyways, they get that there. doesn't seem like something that would be on their radar anyway. That's, I don't, I don't have that whole backstory. That's going to have to be a conversation for like the Thanksgiving dinner table. I, I don't even remember all of that. But she did say this part, and this was hysterical. She said, Remember, we didn't stay the whole time because we got in, they got to pick out their, like there were racks and racks and racks of costumes to pick from. So that's amazing. Like that's super fun. And they went through and they could pick what they wanted to wear. And then they had, they were doing cut after cut after cut after cut after cut. And every time they were walking across this, the street, I think I said last time they were dancing. That was false. <laughs> I, that was just in my imagination. That's, like, that they that's were dancing. fantastic. <laughs> but like from here on, like, I wish you hadn't said that because that should have been the story going I forward. I have no idea why I thought if you danced across the street in the Vampire Diaries. I don't know. But she said, no, we weren't dancing. We were walking. But this, they kept having to say cut. And then the sound guy would not directly speak to the peasant extras. <laughs> he would just talk to somebody else. And then that other person would say, whoever's clicking their heels needs to walk gently. Well, after so many cuts, they finally realized <laughs> it was Mary. So then oh, they were descriptively gosh. hollering to her, tell the heel clicker to stop. <laughs> so at like noon, they gave up. I think that if they had ever actually been in the show or whatever it was, I think we would have heard about it. And I didn't. So I guess it was it was just an experience. But yeah, it was basically the sound engineer or the sound editor was he hated her. I mean, at some point, we need to be able to connect the dots. There seems to be a pattern of louder women who are hated by sound editors. <laughs> Caleb, <laughs> Caleb, seriously, be good listen, to Amy. Listen, Caleb. She doesn't click I, her heels, but he I mean, and I, it's close enough. I think I'm growing on Caleb. I mean. I, I mean, don't you think probably – he won't ever be able to tell us one way or the other, but <laughs> I sound better each and every episode. I wonder I wonder if eventually he'll fire us. Like technically we pay a small fee towards them to help us edit, but I, like eventually I wonder if it'll ever be like, yeah, this isn't worth it for us. <laughs> I'll be interested to see how episode 6 goes because episode 5 was not your best vocal effort. Like that you sounded weird. a that little off. That was a technical difficulty, and you're. Or maybe that was Caleb. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Actually, we shouldn't say this because we know he can hear us. But we should start blaming everything on Caleb. No, Caleb. don't. I'm not yeah. Caleb. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, man. That, you heard who you heard who said that, right? That oh was my not gosh! Me. Poor Caleb. Poor Caleb. Before you get us in any more trouble, seriously, let's jump in to episode six. But before we do that, go ahead, recap us on what we just finished up on in episode five. Okay. Maybe the best way to just recap and summarize where we are so far is to 
get into the details of who we loathe and who we love, like where we are on the spectrum with some of the main characters. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Absolutely. There's a huge spectrum and people are on one side or the other for sure. And they seem to fluctuate rather quickly. Should I start like apologizing already for things that I'm going to say? No, because that's a you problem. I I have no problem telling people. I'm bringing my own, my own guilt issues into this. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to push them to the side. Okay. Our hatred for young Ada, that has increased tremendously. That's not a word. Stop. stop. Nope. Hold on. There we go. You're getting a click because that's not even a like tremendously shouldn't be a word that you cannot pronounce. I don't know what's wrong with me. I it's you messed me up with the Yorkie talk. I'm all stressed out. For those of you that don't know, I have made an art form out of Yorkies. (laughs) (laughs) I I've purchased or adopted. You shouldn't have brought that up. You shouldn't have brought that up because I have put my dogs, my Yorkshire chairs and wigs before, but that's that's for a different podcast. We should not talk about that right now. Let's get back to young Ada. He is, we loathe him, right? The worst. Yeah. Why in this past episode, do you even remember? He took Mildred from her house, right? Right. And more importantly, he stole all of Uhtred's glory. Literally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Leo Fritz tried to tell him, my man, he knew, but Uhtred wasn't listening. Yeah, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. So he's still on our list. We are loathing young Ada at this point. And spoiler alert, probably until the end. He's not a redeemable character. Spiritually, he's redeemable like anybody's redeemable. That would be like a disclaimer that you want me to avoid. Is that right? Nope, absolutely not. I want everyone to be redeemed. I know, but I just meant the disclaimer. Like okay. I had immediate guilt about talking bad about young Ada. Okay. Our love of Leo Fritch, I feel like is soaring on Eagle's wings. So high. <laughs> like, can we love Leo Fritch more? I cannot. Well, actually I can, but not until a couple of episodes ahead. Now he and Uhtred are, they're tight. We kind of tap dance around things indirectly. Like, leaders and who we would follow and who we would not and why we like people and why we don't and who inspires and who doesn't. But Leofrich is, he's like the best. He is loyal to a fault. Like he, he's loyal to those that, I feel like he's always loyal to those he genuinely believes in. But even when he has to, like what we'll see in this episode, even when it's hard, he's still going to be loyal to his word. He is very much like speaking in sports terms. He's very much a glue guy. He keeps everything together. I would sign up for his team any day of the week. Like he's somebody I would follow. Leif Rich is awesome. He really proves himself. And okay, again with the disclaimers, I got to get a control of my life. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> but in this last episode for the recap portion of this podcast, he has that scene where Uchard is gone and he's lit the... The pig fat fire. <laughs> I don't yes. think we specifically talked about that, but I think it was the pig fat, right? He uses that to make the fire. And then there's the Abba scene, Abba, Abba. <sighs> That's not an issue because like they've said it four or five different they ways. They have. They have. But it's Abba. But he comes in, he comes in and he's got that great scene. Okay. Who else? We have Alfred. Our loathing has increased for him, right? I mean, 
Like he uses everyone that's around him. At this point, we're just, we're calling him a user. So we're still not liking him. Mildreth, our loathing has increased, right? Completely, well, like radically. No, it's it's more for you than me. Like I'm not, I don't really loathe Mildreth. She's not on my radar of anyone that I don't like. Her hair was stupid at the wedding. It was asymmetrical. The ribbon was asymmetrical and that stresses me out. I do remember that. Another disclaimer. Mildreth, you're darling. You're fine, but I just don't like you. I don't have a great reason, but I don't like you. It really says something more about me than it does you, so I don't want you to be upset by that. Okay, moving on. Abba, he's dead. He lived and he died, and he was a horrible pagan that we kind of love to hate a little bit, right? I mean, a little bit. I mean, he had his had his methods and he had his ways, but I mean, he stuck to him. He stuck to him, and I have... I have no hatred or dislike for anybody that if you believe in something, hey, <laughs> stick to it. Go down with it. I don't know that that's such a great way to look at life. Unless it's on the far end of the spectrum, of <laughs> unless course. It's, unless it's something I don't agree with. Correct. In which case, that's a completely different situation. That is, well, and that's a social topic that we're not going to get into. We're not touching that one right now. Okay. Are those the main characters kind of ish? Maybe. I mean, that's basically episode five. the Elder, he was your hero, I think, last week. So perhaps worth mentioning, he's great. That is young Ada, his father. The good part about Elder Ada, for lack of a better term, is that he he held true to his word. He he saw the goodness in Uhtred and the fact that Uhtred stuck to his word. So in turn, he did the same. He didn't leave him out there on an island. I thought that was kind of, he didn't have to. He could have run the other way. He could have used that as an opportunity, but he didn't. Oh, I remember this talk from last time. Yeah, I, I never thought he would do that anyways, but you were you were a little bit surprised. But yeah, I agree. He was he did the right thing, and that was a great scene. So we have that rescuing of Uhtred after really he had rescued them. So that was cool. Okay, so that that brings us into episode six. And I also have just remembered something from episode five. We talked about mentors and mentees, letting little birdies fly. So let's keep up with that. Amy, how about you continue on being the mentee, trying to fly? And how about you go ahead and get us started with episode six? You just want to watch me crash and burn this time because you know I'm not on my A game. I was really hoping that I needed to go back to the lead, but you really did a good job in episode five. Like that was that was really good. So I'm gonna try and keep waiting. I was so excited about episode five. And even though I'm super excited to finally be podcasting and talking again with you, I'm I'm not feeling episode six like I felt episode five. But that could also be a result that I've seen it a solid 10 times at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> that that could be on us and not on the actual production itself. But anyway, I don't think that it is though. Like this was very, like I didn't really like, I, I wasn't invested in this episode. Let's just, let's just I, say but that. See, I think we totally were until we have gotten further in and now going back, it's different. It's a little bit different. This episode does have it. Well, first of all, at, at like each one, it, we meet new people. We see new stuff. Like it, the story, it's moving so quickly in this first season. Like it's every episode is a pretty pivotal like life stage. And maybe one other season does that also like season two or season three, I feel like has a lot. But sometimes they're, they're sticking with one plot and it kind of 
extends through a couple episodes, but here it moves pretty quickly. So it's not that this episode wasn't a big deal. It was just maybe not one of our favorites of the whole season. Anyways, again, with a disclaimer, I don't know what's wrong with me. (laughs) I'm going to find a therapist ASAP. I don't know why I keep having to justify everything that I say. This is a disaster. I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel like that you should save that money for the podcast. Like that's just like, this will be your therapy. You just talk your way through it. You know what we'll do? We will take the comments that we receive from these episodes and we will try to apply them to future episodes. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. And you just, my heart is open to hear the criticism that... That I'm ready to receive it from you. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like that. That has been the past twenty years of our. True. <laughs> I'm not always as willing as to receive it as I feel like I am right now. But episode six, it starts with some dark comedy, and I suppose it's the stage of life we are in. I don't know, but it makes me laugh, and it is not appropriate. So <laughs> hear me disclaim that I do not (laughs) approve of this behavior, but I am laughing at it. And I will admit that right now. It starts with the kids, Oswald's kids. Do you remember this? Yes. Okay. So Oswald was the servant that at the very end of the last episode, Uhtred, he kills him. And it, it was, it was a fit of rage. If he went to trial, he would probably get off on, It wasn't premeditated. Yeah. I mean, it was just like in the moment, but regardless, not good. Not good, Uhtred. The wife of the man that he killed has sent his children to just basically follow Uhtred around and stare at them from a distance in order to shame them. (laughs) And he's Uhtred is talking to Leifrich in this scene. And Leifrich is like, "Um, who are they? And he says, those belong to Oswald. Their mother sends them hoping to shame me for killing their lying, thieving father. Do you remember that? Like when he says they're lying, thieving father, and then he starts (laughs) throwing stuff at him. And it is, I'm like rolling. It's so inappropriate, but it's funny. It's funny because he hits a kid and you hear a kid like, like, ow, like just (laughs) off screen. And like, I don't know what it is about seeing it. Like just, uh, we have problems. Like, honestly, (laughs) we have problems because like kids getting hit with fruits and vegetables shouldn't be funny. Except if we were watching our kids, like if our, yeah. like if somebody yeah. like chucked a grape at our kids and they said, Al, we would laugh. Yes. I mean, at this point, Thanksgiving dinner might just be kids running across a yard and us trying to hit them. You know what we're going to have to do? So we have fun games that we do at Thanksgiving. I say we. It's Shout really, out to Mary. Can we start calling her Mary the Elder? <laughs> I don't think she'll like that, but we can. Absolutely. Yeah, we're totally going to start doing that. She plans these events and these games that go on forever. And it's, I mean, like days. Like it's, it's ongoing. You have to go places. You, It's like, it's elaborate. You have to do dances. You have to record them. You have to send. It's, it's pretty intense. We have got to do this year like a king of, I, I, I just didn't even say the name of the show we're watching. The Last Kingdom. Oh my gosh. We have to. Um, Hold on. I'll be two for this episode. It's not even that late. I mean, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, but I am not on my game. I'm. It's it's the Yorkie talk. You have upset me with the Yorkie talk between you and Caleb. Like, who else can I blame? I mean, Caleb's like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. <laughs> 
That's just the way that it goes. I'm not on my A game. Okay, but don't you think that'd be a good idea to have like a last kingdom? I agree. Uh, throw the fruits and vegetables at children. I feel yeah, like that that's, would be fun. That'd be fun. Moving on. So what else? What else from the beginning was they have that scene oh, with Leofrich and Uhtred and Mildred. I mean, seriously, like Leofrich is sitting in the middle. But I feel like that that's 90% of our family Thanksgiving meals. Is like just to go back to all of that. It's like, falling apart. Correct. Like, <laughs> you know, you and Kevin going at it and we're sitting in the middle or me and Liz and then you sitting in the middle. Like Disclaimer, no one's marriage is actually falling apart. Mary and Jeff never argue like that in front of us. They might be the perfect couple. Let's just go ahead and throw that out there. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is this is going from bad to like really bad. What are you talking about? Can we just get to how great Leo Fritch is in this scene and how uncomfortable it is for him? Because I feel extremely uncomfortable right now making that statement. I feel like Leo Fritch trying to just leave and eat my dinner. He just wanted to leave and eat his dinner and Mildred and and Uhtred were going back and forth with their comments and he kept saying, none of my business, none of or whatever he was saying. It was good. And then finally he just got up and left. It was bad. It was. Uhtred and Mildred are not doing good at this point. It's not, it's not looking promising. And I don't think that's a good thing, but Mildred, you screwed up your hair at the wedding. <laughs> she wasn't wearing a ribbon in it asymmetrically. What do you expect? These are decisions that we make. I mean, and she made that one and that's something that she's going to have to live with, but I mean, honestly, like <laughs> we've spent that much time about just the first two scenes. But I mean, truly, the meat of the episode is Uhtred and Leofrich heading out to the neighboring lands of Cornwallum, seeking wealth and anything pretty much like basically acting like pirates, like just taking on any and all. I mean, I guess that's about what the equivalent is, right? I mean, I mean that's kind of what feels, they were doing. It feels like, that's similar. What pirates did, right? Yeah, they just come yeah, in, just ransack wonder. the place. I yeah. like, 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 look at us using words like ransack and plunder. Like, who are we? Seriously. Like, we're basically every pirate character that has ever been created. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Do you know anything about the history of Cornwallum? It's Cornwall, present day. Do you know anything? I know Cornwallis. But that's another story. I'll, I'll save that for another episode. That's a really good story, by the way. Yeah, that's not the same thing. Did you ever watch The Crown? Liz made me watch that. Another for a couple of Netflix episodes. original. We should start doing a podcast on The nope. Crown. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. I'm not sponsoring that. I'm not looking for sponsors for that. Like, this is the only sponsor I'm looking for. After The Last Kingdom, we should. No, we're not doing that. I really like that though. There's very few shows that I watch. You would think you're like, if somebody's doing a podcast about a Netflix show, she probably watches a lot of television or Netflix. I guess we made that pretty clear in the beginning that I yeah. don't. Like Jim Gaffigan, and that's it. We talked about I that. Mean, it was in the intro. But I watched The Crown and I thought that was really good. And I just saw that. There's a new season that's coming out in like a month or something. So I did know that because Liz points those things out to me. Like the shows that she enjoys, The Crown, Outlander, like she will tell me when those things are up. Like I appreciate that because she at least gives me a heads up to know, hey, 
you've got three months to prepare yourself because we're going to be watching this together, even though you probably don't don't want to. you don't get to look at anything else on this television. Right. This is what we're watching in the bedroom for the next three weeks. So just go ahead. If you want to watch baseball or sports or anything mindless, yeah, go somewhere Well, you're not watching any of that these days. No. I mean, not really. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's televised. Maybe we should even get it. That's another depressing topic. Do you remember anything about The Crown? I mean, I mean, did you watch it and care about it? No, I really, I really didn't. Like the only thing truly that when I watched the crown randomly, I would think to myself, you know, who would probably watch the crown? Angus. <laughs> Angus. <laughs> Do you remember? I mean, we talked about Angus before, like Angus is someone that we had a family vacation and on a fantastic, I mean, it was a fantastic family vacation and we met Angus It's perhaps, maybe you were not around when I actually did have this conversation with Angus and I asked him and he said, this is the moment where I really wish I could do this fantastic British accent, but I can't. Angus was from. (laughs) That's disappointing. I don't know where he was from. I really, I have no idea. I don't know what area he was from in England. I have no idea. He just had a British accent. That's all I know. He was from England. And he said, no, only you Americans care about that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I do remember that. And that made me so happy because I thought that was going to get me out of watching The Crown. I had so little to talk with Angus about. And he just, he, he just ended it there. I'm like, dude, you you know what? Like, go make a painkiller. Like, what is wrong with you? You were so adamant to be into being his friend too. Like, that was like your life's goal. Like, I understand that we are on two separate worlds, but you really wanted to be Angus's friend for life. And look where that got you. A podcast with me. No, I just want to, I don't know. I want to make meaningful relationships with people. You know what I'm saying? He was not interested. I mean, he was like, how how old was he? I don't he was know. Like twelve. I, I really don't. know. I mean, he wasn't really twelve. He was like, <laughs> was not twelve. He was like twenty or something. I think I mean, he I, was. Yes. I, yeah, I don't think he cared anything about hanging out with us old people. Anyways, all that to say, I don't know anything about the British monarchy at all, except the Duchess of Cornwall is Camilla, and Cornwall and Cornwallum. What I don't even know what it is. They're like the same thing land speaking. Could I possibly sound dumber than I do <laughs> right now? I mean, if you talk about Yorkies much longer, some people may think that, but I'm I mean, going to toss this over to you and let you bring us into the rest of episode six and really sell this thing. And are we talking about Finnan yet? Like that's all. I no, know. we're not there yet. I kind but of feel like we, I'm just in a waiting place. Like when are we talking about Finnan? He's not there yet, but you know who is here? brother asser (laughs) i don't like that guy i don't either but brother asser shows up and he's basically representing a king of the britons now at some point we're going to talk about the britons and this is going to be me personally because i have a huge theory as to why the britons are not discussed more often in this show because i mean in reality britain technically wins I mean, it's Great Britain. You know, you're not talking about the Saxons. You're not talking about the Danes, but that's for another episode. But anyway, Brother Asser is sitting here representing his new king. He wants Uhtred to, you know, he says that 
Britons have taken over this fort. But in reality, it's just another group of Danes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he was lying about that. Absolutely. Like he knew who they were. Yeah. Okay. Right. So Danes have just come in. And actually, historically speaking, I think some of that is pretty valid. I think there were, at some point, there becomes a, a, a connection with the Britons and the Danes. Like they're kind of, they team up. Okay, continue. They do. And before we go too far, though, Caleb, I just want you to know the guy's name truly is Brother Asser. I don't want us to lose our non-explicit oh, yeah. rating. So <laughs> just so true. you know, that really is his name. And that's yeah. not just me trying to be correct. Asser. Like just to kind of sidetrack for a second, like my son's name is Asher. But to be honest, like my worst fear was some, Thomas Coulson. I know because I mean, honestly, I almost didn't name him Asher because some jerk kids would call him that and think it was funny. Like, so the jerk kid that calls him that, well, not anymore. Probably in the last year, he's finally been able to correct it. He would be my son Thomas, who's not at all a jerk, but called him Asser for. I mean, the first 10 years of their best friend relationship <laughs> because he just couldn't say the shh part. But also the reason that you named him Asher is because that was originally, I had two names I was considering for my son, Thomas and Asher. Uh, so next episode, this is when we start bringing in guests because we're going to have Liz on there and we're going to ask her. And that's true. But in fairness, I will say that when I said I was going to name my son Thomas, you flipped out and you said, "What if people called me all of my life? What's my nickname?" Which that is I genuinely didn't absolutely know. Absolutely true. What is it? What was my it? Nickname my entire life has been Tommy Hawk. Like I have multiple people that I grew up with that don't know that my first name is Jason, and they call me Tommy. Only Tommy. I didn't know that, but also no one has ever called Thomas Tommy. But I, I really didn't know that. So you were annoyed because I did the Thomas thing. You were like, Tommy's my name. And then we considered Asher for the longest time. And then ultimately we knew like Thomas, we were going with Thomas, but I love the name Asher. And then, and you all ridiculed me. And then when you decided to name your son, Asher, Liz, I still remember when she called me and she was like, I have to, I just have to preemptively say, I'm sorry, but it turns out we're going to use that. (laughs) That's a new story to me because that's not the story that she told me. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I cannot wait. Would you like to know why I was ever considering Asher? Because I had been in a teaching at something. I, it wasn't seminary, but it was something else. And they were doing a history of the lineage of the tribe of Asher. And kind of like a translation of that name is pretty much happy. Anyways, we went out of there and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to name my son Asher. That's a true story. I cannot wait for you to ask Liz about this, but we digress nonetheless. I'll say episode seven, we're going to break this down to find out what's exactly going on. We will touch base again, but we do have, for now, we have Brother Asser. That's really his name. And he is representing this fake Britain king, which he's like a non-issue. And then we're introduced to... We're introduced to a Britain king, first of all, the one that's trying to get his fort back. When we meet this new king, he introduces us to the shadow queen, Queen Isolt. Isolt? Isolt. Yeah. That, yeah. 
Easelt. Easelt. I don't know if Easelt. it's Easelt or Easelt. Yeah. Easelt. Like, she's kind of a weirdo. She I mean, is she's a, a weirdo. huge weirdo. I don't know what to make of her right at the very beginning. Like, spoiler alert, she'll show up again in episode seven. So we'll talk a little more about her. But right now, she's just very strange. She has. She's creepy. Yeah, she's like the whole witch. Yeah, it's weird. She's not as bad as she seems. But yeah, she's the, she's weirdo. Okay. But then we get to the actual part where they're going to go find out who's holding on to this fort. And we end up meeting Warlord Scorpa. And Uhtred calls him the Sword Dane. Basically, he's the Lord of War. Yeah, it's weird. It, it is. He is so... I mean, he's... That dude's evil. That's weird. But disclaimer... Mr. Warlord, you did a great job at convincing us that you were horrible. Correct. I mean, he wasn't anyone that we were like, hey, you know what? <laughs> Let's root for this guy. I mean, he does approach Uhtred and he has blood dripping from his mouth and face. So, I mean, you right away, you're like, mm, I'm not going to sign up for your team. I'm not on your side ever, ever, ever. He's awful. But... <laughs> In a twist as far as this entire episode, which also I think might be one of the reasons why I didn't like this episode, Uhtred ends up scheming and turning the tide and joining forces with Scorpa and going after the Briton King because all he really cared about this episode was coming out with some money. That's a really great point. Like Uhtred always keeps his word. Like that's his thing. He's like, but it was my word. I said I would. Now he doesn't. He really commit to this guy. This guy's creepy and he's a weirdo and he, we don't, he's a, he's a freak show, but still you just kind of come out and you're like, eh, eh, I don't know about that. That was weird. I really do think watching this episode again, that was kind of the reason why it wasn't one of my favorites because he has absolutely turned 180 degrees from the person that you have really rooted for. And not even really going back to his Dane roots, but just being as far on the other spe- side of the spectrum as you could possibly get, which is not who he is. Like you can almost see and feel that it's forced by him. Agreed. The biggest thing from this episode is going to be how different Uhtred was before. And it's all going back to the fact of what he said to Mildreth. They made him crawl. And that was just demoralizing to him. So he was just he was just going to absolutely say, you know what? If this is what you're going to make me do, then I'm not going to be anything that you thought that I was before. I'm going to be so far off on the other side of the spectrum. You have just redeemed this episode for me. This is the episode of redemption. Okay. For everyone except me. Exactly. I had not thought about that. This is what bitterness looks like, people. That's this exactly is not what good. It is. This is what bitterness looks like. It's not pretty. That's exactly how I would have responded. Oh, you want to do that to me? Okay, watch this. I'll show you. These are life lessons. We have to get our kids to listen to this. We'll be like, look, this is what happens when you have a bitter heart. The most bitter of all, he ends up coming back. He gets Ezolt to show him where the extra silver is hidden. And a shadow queen takes her home back. Well, she was part of the plunder. Yeah. To Mildred. Like, seriously. Yeah. Uhtred, this was not one of your 
better episodes. Do you think we could ever maybe get Uhtred as a guest on our podcast? I would love to ask him what he thinks about episode six. Like if he kind of hated it himself, right? He had to have. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I'm putting that down. Call back Brenda. That's right. I got that one down. All right. So call Uhtred to be call a Uhtred. guest. All right. You should probably know what the actor's name is, by the way. Just look up Uhtred Ragnason. Okay. Oh my gosh. Please remind me that when we get to the next episode, because I have been paying attention to this for the past six episodes, when you get to the recap, notice how he refers to himself. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. How he refers to himself for the for episode seven? Nope. I'm talking about for every single time where, you know, you can press on Netflix, skip recap. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Watch the recap and watch how he refers to himself. And we're going to talk about that in episode seven. Okay. Okay. Make a mental note about that. I do watch that about half the time because I kind of want to remember where I am, but I haven't necessarily noticed that. Okay. I'll pay attention. Okay. So we get to, we get to the end and he brings back the shadow queen in some ways indirectly kind of for her kind of, I mean, she not really, but she doesn't have another option anyways. Does he have to bring her back to Mildred? No, like, that he just, didn't. That, that was just him cool. being spiteful. That wasn't cool. Like he's just, he's everything against anyone that has anything to do with the Christian faith. And he thought that this would be a great way to show her. Yeah, and- it really wasn't. And while all of this naughty behavior and this pirating and all of this bad stuff is going on, Alfred actually has summoned him back, summoned Uhtred back to Wessex because word on the street is that he and Leia Fritch have been out doing all this ridiculous stuff and plundering part of the land. So he, they have this kind of mock fake trial. There's a lot of details that are probably not all that necessary to discuss. All you really need to know is that Leia Fritch is yeah they're sentenced to death yeah he knows they're both gonna die in theory like alfred's gonna sentence them to death so he's trying to give he's like if all i can do is give utrid a death of a warrior then that will be enough because for the Danes, that was important. So he, he kind of creates his plot. Yeah. I was going to say, that's such a great point because to Uhtred, if he were to die, he wanted to die with that in his hand because he believes in Valhalla. Like if he was just killed to be killed, that would go against everything. So that was a, that's a fantastic point. It is. And you don't see all of it quite yet. It comes to fruition in the next episode, but you, you end and Uhtred is like, what the heck? Like you just basically sentence us both to death but what he was kind of doing was he's thinking Leia Fritch is thinking we're both going to die anyways at least I can give you a death of a warrior so that's where we kind of wrap up this episode a little weird but some of it gets justified a little bit in the next episode we have to get to the next episode yeah it gets yeah so with that let's roll to villains and heroes of this, which might be hard. It might be easy. I don't know. This is a really good place to stop because that was like for as rough as the episode was for you, that was a really great way to end the episode for you. So let's get you walking out of here on a high note. Okay. I got my act together. I got my life together temporarily. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Who's going to start? Speaking of which, let's just go ahead and get back to the way that things were. I mean, we're going to go this method. Okay. You're going to start with your villain, then I'll go with my villain, and then I'll go with my hero, and then you'll go with your hero. Because I like routines. 
I like to know what's coming I up know, next. I know, I do too. And you've been messing with me. You've been messing <laughs> so with much. me. Okay, so you so start. So I say that. I know. All right, so no, this is you. You go first. Who is your villain? This oh, week? I do. Gosh. <laughs> I'm like, I you remember the question where thought... you said, how much could I sound any dumber? Like that. Yeah, I know. Check. Oh my goodness. Yeah, okay. All right, so I'm going to start with a villain. And this one is, I'm just going to say it. It's Uhtred. Okay. Oh, that's that, it. <laughs> I thought we were going to have this dramatic, like, Amy, you're going to lose your mind. Amy, my villain is Uhtred. Are you yes. serious? I'm so what serious because it's, it's, a, it's, a, he's, a, he's the villain for the episode because he it's is. not him. He like is. he's just doing everything out of spite. Like you are absolutely right. Like they're bad people in this episode. But he's the villain because he's not, there's no redeeming anything from what he's doing right now. So I absolutely agree. Yeah, from beginning to end, it's pretty bad. And and that is coming from two people that were kind of high-fiving him in our simple nature when he stuck the sword in Oswald. We were like, I mean, the guy had it coming to him. It's just the way that you stick the sword in, that's all. That's what it was. Okay, I can't believe that just happened. All right, so I will go ahead. My hero this week, only because I know I only have so much time, because he's just, he's being who he is. And that's going to be, my hero this week is going to be Leia Fritch. All right, I'm done. Leia Fritch is my hero. What? (laughs) I swear. This is not good. Oh my gosh. What is happening? How has this happened, Jason? We have gotten to the point where we're completely (laughs) syncing up in every way. You know what this is? This is destiny. That's what this is. This is the end of the episode because what do we always say, Amy? Destiny is all clearly. (laughs) Absolutely. Destiny is all.